Labelling the good things around Australia. Our experts analyse the weekend's major meetings. Get set on Radio Tab. Cole just mentioned some of the shorteners at Caulfield. The first leg of the Quadrilla is race seven. David Gately's about to give us his numbers for the Quadrilla and also a couple of best bets for the program. Good morning. Thanks, Dave. Yes, racing back at Caulfield. Uh, track's been playing really well of late, so I um, guess the onus is on us to find the winners, right? Okay, first leg could make it easier. Tough start. We've got tips of um, Star Vega on top. He's flying his horse. I mean, he's won his last two at 1,800. He's only missed beyond the mile. He's luckless, isn't it? And, um, yeah, look, he's uh, form ties in with a few key rivals, like hard to cross. That's the horse Brooklyn boss uh, beast two runs ago and then perfectly ridden last week, but was now by a good one in C7. Loses Damien Lane. It gets uh, an informed apprentice and drops to 52 kilos. Captain Britain can certainly win. Arguably should have done just that last start and... Also, Soliato and Neat win last start. All of a sudden, you're getting near $10 there. And I think Anotis isn't out of it. I, look, I don't think the race even ends there, but I'm going to go 7, 13, 3, 6, and 8. The Belmain Stokes is a handy little race. Rotara Taki's got to do it with 59, which has got a real touch of quality. Her last fresh run, she zoomed home in some of the best sectionals of the day behind two good ones, Benedetta Parasail. She uh, won this race last year, um, albeit with 56. I think Rich Fortune, uh, the, uh, around that seven and a half, eight dollar mark on, on my tab screen, uh, looks a danger. Back to against her own sex, out to twelve hundred. Finally, she was good against the Patty Geelong. Party for once, trolled well enough, and you can tie the form in with Parasar. Sneaky page, uh, Julie Acceptor, if they're there, she's in the game as well. One, two, four, three. Race nine, the I think Midtown Boss is the better of the day. I think simply uh, is better. Then the grade he's racing in, he returned gelded. He thrashed Mornings and Glories one couple of times since, and they ran the time to back it up. Um, I think he's a group horse, and uh, clearly the one to beat. I'm going to throw in Kin as well in the quaddy, I guess away from the straight track, back around the 1100. So just nine and 13, that third league. Coming home, uh, there's a hot favourite, of Jimmy Star. Gee, it's hard to not be impressed by what he did at uh, Cram and um, in the Shooting Stars. And his recent jump out was, uh, well, terrific. So it's going to be hard to beat. And even money, who dares just was beating the photo in a listed race? So he's got the better form line. And he's a much better price. But 7 and 13 there. Magnus Spin, I'm going to throw in the quality. Good return win, proven second up. Been underrated, that horse. And uh, Brun King, some hope. I just think he's better on wet ground. But 7, 13, 16 and 2 home for the quaddy. Now, best to have mentioned it, race nine number nine, Midtown Boss, and our best for the day. Value-wise, at uh, Corfield, well, a bit hard finding some meat on the bones, but race two, number two, crossover kid was excellent at Flemington last time, and I think is over the odds compared to this favourite. So race two, number two, crossover kid will make a value play. Um, Sydney, race, uh, best there, race seven, number six, Estadio Mastala gets to the 1500, drops five kilos here, significant, those two factors, and uh, made him the best for the day up there. Thanks, mate. Thanks, David. Estadio Mastala in Sydney. Race seven, number six, is $4.40 at Rose Hill. Seven, six. He's best in Melbourne. I'll give his value selection first. It was race two, number two at Caulfield. 
the horse in question there. Crossover Kid, $6.50. Race 2-2. His standout special is race 9, number 9, Midtown Boss. $2.25, race 9, number 9. First leg of the Quadrella here, race 7. His numbers were 7. Star Vega from 13, 3 and 6. So 7, 13, 3, 6. And he said if you're going wider, include the 8 and notice. So 7, 13, 3, 6 and 8. Race 8, number 1, wrote to Arataki, 2, 4, 3, 1, 2, 4, 3. In race 9, just the two runners, 9 Midtown Boss and 13 Kin. 9 and 13. And in the final race, 7 Who Dares, over the 13, Jimmy Starr. And then 16 and 2, 7, 13, 16 and 2. David Gately's in that last leg. In the white room with black curtains in the station. As David mentioned, Jimmy Starr in the last is $2. David, the one he's put on top, who dares, is $7.230 for Pat Carey. Damien Lane rides and Blake Shin rides Jimmy Starr first up. Michael Max, with you to look at Brisbane. How are you, Mike? Good, thank you, Steve. Looking forward to getting back to headquarters tomorrow. Uh, the weather looks to be pretty good. Lovely day today. Not too hot at the moment. Bit of a breeze, so looking forward to it. Where do we start with your special? We're going to start in race number five. And uh, this is for three-year-olds, where Captain Fenkel is the favourite. He was scratched from the sunny coast. That first race last Saturday at the 1600, he's the favourite. Um, but I'm going to go the way of Jealous, horse number six, trained by Rob Heathcote. Um, I think it's down to these two principally, although smart recognition number one is going really well, and he might be able to get an uncontested lead with a three-kilo claim. But I just like the way Jealous has been going. She's only had the two starts. And both times, she's really hit the line with plenty of authority. She's a filly by Nakoni. She's going to 12, uh, from 12 to 1,400 metres, which does look ideal. And I think from the barrier, she should be able to posse much, much closer. So hopefully she can use the gate to advantage and she can perhaps settle ahead of Captain Fenkel. She's got three kilos less than him and has drawn better, so... At the price, I think $4.40 was last time I looked. Race 5, number 6, Jealous, looks to be a good play. Still four forty. Race 5, Eagle Farm, number 6. So of course, you mentioned Marcus Wilson's got the favourite, uh, Captain Frankel. I love that horse of his that ran on Magic Midian's Day um, in the debut, uh, second to lead me on, called Heavenly Impact. Uh, he's yeah. a very exciting horse with a view to the future, I think, Mike, by Harry Angel. Yeah, he, he had been doing a lot of things wrong at the trials, and I think he wears a brow band, but he really hit the line hard. And, yeah, lead me on has confirmed the form is pretty good out of the debut because he was very good at the Sunny Coast last Saturday, lead me on. He didn't win, but he ran really well, and I think he's going to come back a, a very nice horse as well out of that race. Second of your specials? Race 7, number 15, Master Morris, trained by Mark Curry, Anne's Jones to ride from Barrier 1. Um, a few of these are coming out of the Magic Millions Country Cup. I'm not sure about the form out of that race. And the fact that Master Morris likes Eagle Farm, I think that gives him an edge. He won here first up. He actually had the race 1 coming towards the home bend. He was trucking into it under Orman with 60 kilos on his back and he won it. 
And then he went straight to a benchmark 68 and ran fourth behind Blue Spinell. Now, that was the day that Campai led by about four lengths and really got a lot of horses out of their comfort zone. And he couldn't keep up in the early party. He gave Campai about 10 lengths in the wash-up, um, was beaten about three behind Blue Spinell. Loved the way he hit the line. Barrier one, up to 1,200 metres, third up. I think it all looks pretty good. He should get all the favours there in race seven. Six, Number 15, Master Morris. Yeah, $6, Mark Curry. And the final one? Yeah, in the, the last race, I think it's the right race for Emperor. Now, I know he's going to this trip for the first time, but there is a lot to like about him. He's had four wins from 11, probably a bit stiff not to win a, a few others. And last start, you know, although he was three deep, he did have cover. He won pretty well. I think up to 1,400 metres, the draw is what's got me in. He's going to be able to position in a beautiful spot in the first half dozen somewhere. There doesn't look to be much speed at all here, so um, I'm just hoping that he um, he relaxes going to 1,400 metres. We've got the right man in the saddle, Ryan Maloney. Ryan didn't ride yesterday. Gee, I hope he rides this guy because he's he's got the hands to get this horse emperor uh, to switch off and just, just travel nicely underneath him. And I think he'll be too good in the last. That's race 10, number four. Emperor for Matt Dunn and Ryan Maloney. $2.30, Thanks, Mark. I'll repeat those. Okay, thank you. Michael Maxworthy, his three for Brisbane. Race five, number six, Jealous. Race seven, 15, Master Morris, seven fifteen, And Emperor, race 10, number four. A $2.30 chance. Yeah, 440 Jealous, around $6 Master Morris there, 715 at Eagle Farm. As we now look at Rose Hill, and will this continue? This Gay Waterhouse Adrian Bot domination. Uh, that's what it's been in two year old racing thus far this season in Sydney. And what you see with some of these horses looks damn good. I speak of Prost and also the one in race five on the program, the Widden, Lady of Camelot. It's 225. Prost is favourite as well. Good morning, Ray Hickson. How are you? Yeah, hey, Steve. Um, I think. Gay, I'm not too bad. Gay, Gay and Adrian have won 12 two-year-old races this season with nine different horses. Um, so it's just an amazing run that they've got, and we're only you know, halfway through the season. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what those horses uh, can produce in the Canterbury and the Widden. I'm staying away from those races as far as my tips go. Um, it's, a, it's a tricky little meeting, tomorrow at Rose Hill. We've got a six-metre rail, and for some reason the track's still a soft five a, a day out from the race. I'd expect it gets to a good four, but I would have thought it would be uh, already in that range, given we haven't had a whole lot of rain um, during the week. But anyway, we'll kick off in race six, Steve. Uh, we'll go race six, number two, Age of Sale, an import for Chris Lees. Like what I saw from him uh, at his Australian debut at Warwick Farm over the mile, certainly right at the bottom of his powers, uh, distance-wise. He did have a nice run, but he always travelled for Nash. And when he was asked for a bit of an effort, he fought off Morning Sun, and I thought held him pretty softly on the line. They meet on the similar weight terms with a slightly better gait in Morning Sun's favour. But I just thought Adriel Sale was the horse... Um, that could continue going up through the grades pretty quickly. 2,000 metre suits, Nash on. 
Yep, he'll be hard to beat. Race six, number two. Four dollars, a dollar sixty-five. There you go. Uh, we'll move on to race eight, Steve. My best on the day, uh, on a tough day for a best. Went looking for something at, at, at least a backable price. Uh, race eight, number seven, Salt Coats. Uh, this is a Chris Waller, former New Zealand horse. Had two starts at, um, back in September. It was a real eye catcher. First up at twelve hundred metres from the back, then led and was pestered all the way, and just couldn't sustain it at Warwick Farm. He's gone for a break. He's had two really nice trials, particularly the second one. Uh, draws barrier two. I think it'll be right on the back of infatuation. And I think, given he's only had five starts, there's so much upside to this horse. Um, if he's going to go anywhere this preparation, I think he can uh, get over the top of them late here. Race eight, number seven, Salt Coats. Of course, Chris Waller's got three under ten dollars or three under eight dollars in this race. But you like uh, Salt Coats, Tommy Berry, five fifty. Yeah, I'd like to see that shorten a little bit. Obviously, Steve. Uh, race ten, number fourteen, the Black Cloud. Another one of these progressive horses. Joe Pride seems to be able to find with proven thoroughbreds. She's only had the two starts. Fair to say, look, the form hasn't been dazzling out of them, but she's been dominant both times. Bolted in at Gosford. Did a bit of work outside the leader on the Kensington track last start and was still far too strong. Down to 53 and a half. This race is going to fall away a little bit further. We're going to lose the top weight, Bubba's Bay, who's racing tonight. So that'll take a little bit of the extra speed out of the race. And I think um, the Black Cloud can take this step up. You know, Joe does this quite often. I think she wouldn't be here if you didn't think she was at least above average. And she gets every possible chance to, to show that race. 10, number 14. $100,000 buy, $3 at the moment. Race 10, number 14, the Black Cloud. Thanks for that, Ray. Good on you, Steve. Cheers. Ray Hickson joining us there from Racing New South Wales. So here's three for Sydney. I'll just grab my sheet again. So where are we? He liked race number six, two age of sale. So six, two. Also race eight, seven, salt coats. And the one in race 10, as we just said, 14, the Black Cloud. Let's have a look at Morfittville. Ben Scadden, how are you, Ben? G'day, Steve. Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. What's the weather like, SA, at the moment? Beautiful. Uh, yeah, quite warm, about 29. Well, that's warm enough, I suppose. Um, yeah, and that's uh, warming up a little bit tomorrow as well. So certainly, um, yeah, no rain on the horizon at all. So it'll be a, it'll certainly be a, be a good track and... Um, yeah, I reckon they'll be running a pretty good time tomorrow. Yeah, we've got a couple of shorties. Uh, I see uh, Billy Bronx yeah. is just into red figures in the third, and the one of Patrick Payne's in the first is hard to cross as 185. Where do we start with your specials? Yeah, for me, um, the race after Billy Bronx. Billy Bronx is an interesting one, actually, because she's dominant last time we were on her, but um, she has been a bit hit and miss, so yeah, it'll be interesting. I probably wouldn't be brave enough to back her at odds on. Um, yeah, in race four for me, Willie B. Factor, super consistent horse uh, for, for George Dimitropoulos, who's... Um, been back here a little while now, doing a really nice job with his team. And, yeah, Willie B. Factor's been runner-up at his past three, but been really good in all of them. Just, you know, beaten less than a length, length behind Toast the Deal. I think it's a nice horse. has got a good chance. Let's race San Lucido. will be hard to beat as well tomorrow. Um, and then Costless, which was just a week ago, um, beaten just over half length. He was up on the speed and thought he was really game that day. Uh, the Hong Kong apprentice Nicola Ewan is on... On uh, on board tomorrow, 
Barrier two, she claims the full three kilos, so we get him with 54 and a half. Um, yeah, I think he's he's primed to run a really good race, be up on the speed, and I think that'll be an advantage tomorrow and be very surprised if he's not in the finish again. Will he be a factor? Race four at Moffatville, number seven, it's 460. Steve, you can win $10,000 if you can smell, spell Dimitropolis and Papa Zahara Darkus. <laughs> I wonder if they're not related, well, are they? Um, I, had, no, I had a lot of practice with Billy, pa- Billy Papp. We used to call him a Billy Alphabet that people used to joke about. His name, his name was when he was based here in Adelaide when he worked for the, uh, for the Hayes camp. But, you know, I wrote Papa Zaharadakis quite a few times, so I reckon I'd be okay with this. Yeah, thing. he's actually, I think, working for Annabelle Nation Stable in Victoria, isn't he? Bill Papa Zaharadakis. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I haven't caught up with Billy for, yeah. for quite a long while, but he, um, yeah, we, had a, we had a good friendship when he was here in Adelaide, but I haven't, haven't heard from him much in uh, yeah. recent times. All right, so 4-7. Yeah, yep, race race five, number five, La Pille. I'm giving her another chance, this filly. I thought she was um, really good first up from a from a reasonably long break um, for Richard and Chantel Jolly when she won at Gawler back on December 16. Um, yeah, I was impressed by that day and post-race the uh, the stable were certainly talking her up and saying she's she's certainly a, a better filly than a three-year-old class one. Um, so I was, based on that, I was on her next time at Gawler um, a couple, about three weeks later a little bit disappointed that day. Kind of, the ground was was worsening, and I think she struggled with it a bit. It was a soft seven. Um, don't think she enjoyed that too much. Um, yeah, she she just struggled to get through it. It seems so. I think back to the uh, the good track tomorrow will certainly be an advantage. I think she's got a bit of quality about her. Barrier eight is um, obviously not a not an advantage. She's the, she's the widest of the whole lot, just about. But um, Jake Tarok on board, who's our our leading jockey. Yeah, I think she can bounce back and um, kind of return to what we saw from her first up in uh, race five tomorrow, La Pilly. 5.50, Yeah, and then we go to the uh, next race, race six, the uh, the top weight, Sandy Prince. Um, the Hayes camp have a, have a very good record when they bring horses here to South Australia. They don't miss too often. I think it's fair to say Sandy Prince um, has burnt, burnt a few punters in... Um, you know, in recent times, he's a, he almost he's always in the market. He's been favourite quite a few times. He's been rolled quite a few times. But I think um, this is a, a suitable kind of race for him. I think they, like I said, they when they send him across here nowadays, they they rarely miss the Hayes Camp. And Sandy Prince is a good quality horse. Like impossible to knock what Exalted Dame's been doing recently. He's absolutely flying for John O'Connor. Um, I just think dropping back to this kind of grade is going to really suit Sandy Prince. I think he'll, he'll run a really bold, bold race again. Jake Tarok on board. Barrier 5, I reckon he'll press forward. He'll be very close to this, either leading or on the pace at the very least. And again, I think that'll be an advantage tomorrow. Um, yeah, I would reckon he'll be he'll be right there at the uh, at the 200 metre mark and hopefully he's got a little bit left to uh, hold him off Sandy Prince. Thanks, Ben. Cheers, Steve. Thanks. So Ben Scadden, 3-4 South Australia, Morville, 4-7, will he be a factor in the next race? Race 5-5, five, five, La Pille at 5.50 and race 6, number 1, Sandy Prince at $3.60. Well, every meeting basically from here on in um, on, on a weekend in Tasmania is going to be a feature meeting. We've got one coming up on Sunday at Launceston Magic Millions. Uh, race worth a bit of prize money, three and four year old classic at the youngsters. Also the Citizen Cup over 2100. So Colin McNiff joins us. How are you, Colin? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Uh, she mentioned some good races. The uh, winner of the Citizen Cup uh, is ballot free into the uh, Launceston Cup too. Which is about, what, three weeks away, something like that? 
end of February last, February the 28th, I think it is this okay. year. And of course, Hobart Cup's coming up next weekend? It is, yeah. This time next week, we'll be heading out to the races for the uh, newly named Mystic Journey and Tasmanian Derby Stakes Day. So that's going to be an absolute cracker and Hobart Cup on, the, on Sunday. Any of these two-year-olds trialled really well, these debutantes in the Magic Minions two-year-old kind no, of race five? no. Uh, I think the, the two that are raced uh, have, have got a, a little bit on those that are unraced, and in particular, Miss Tasmania. Uh, she's very, very smart. One trained by Siggy Carr. She uh, looked exceptional at her last win. I've made her one of my best bets on the program, actually. Race five, number five, Miss Tasmania, to take out the Magic Millions. I think uh, in Quinella, that was Zoot's Rock. Uh, it's, uh, it looks to danger, number one. Ran a good third in the Elwick Stakes last time out. All right, so that's the Magic Minions two-year-old on Sunday. Ms. Tasmania, so five from one in race five. But just go back to an earlier race, the second. Yeah, look, one on the each-way basis. I think this will be 12 or $14. East Coast Miss, she was outclassed in the 1,000 guineas last time out, over 1,600. Her run before that, though, when fifth in a 1,200-metre Class 1 was very good. She's back to Class 1 company here, back to 1,400 metres from the 1,600. Nice barrier draw, low barrier draw. She can handle, uh, if she can settle a little closer, I think she'll be right in the finish here. So one at nice each-way odds here, race two, number 12, East Coast Miss. This horse you like in race six doesn't run poorly, does it? Muscle up? Well, just run first or second. That's that's all it does. That's all it's done right throughout its career so far. It, uh, apparently, there's a little mishap that um, it couldn't uh, go into the Magic Millions for the three and four year olds because of some paperwork that you can't be a late nomination as a four year old. You can in the as a two and three year old, but not as a four year old in the Magic Millions. So you can't pay a late entry fee. So they missed out on that. They've gone to this race. And even though it's got a plenty of weight, 60.5 after the two kilo claims, Erica Bernberg, it's a, a classy galloper and uh, it looks the winner for mine, race six, number one, muscle up. Enjoy the day, Colin. I will do. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, that's uh, Launceston Sunday. He likes six, one, muscle up. Uh, we go back to the two-year-old classic, race five. He likes five, Ms. Tasmania. It's a youngster by Magnus, as he mentioned, Sigrid Carr, the trainer. He thought the only danger was the one. Uh, in that particular race. So race five, it's five from one on Sunday. And his first special was in race two. And he reckons this will be good odds as well. East Coast Smiths, race two, 12. So it's two, 12, race five, five, and race six, number one.